0: Hello everybody, my name is Dietrich Wingpole and welcome to the Good Steward Podcast. Today, I would love to introduce to you a new series on this platform, the Defining Moment Series. So what is the Defining Moment Series? So the Defining Moment Series is that we will examine stories from the Bible and we're going to examine these stories and apply it to our everyday lives. So what does this mean? So when we look into the very stories of the Bible, we can say that these stories, um, they essentially speak of the beautiful big picture, right? The beautiful redemptive story for humanity. But also when we look within those details... Of these stories, we look at the stories of David, Moses, Ruth, Esther, Peter, Paul, etc., etc., etc. What we find out is that their stories resonate with our lives to some degree. Why is that? Because the people from the Bible were everyday people just like you and me. So it's very important to look into these very accounts and stories from the Bible of these particular individuals because, one, they play a huge part of God's plan. And two, we can say that it resonates with our lives because they were everyday people and God used people, regardless of their culture, regardless of their race, regardless, regardless of their reputation, regardless of their abilities, right? To use their story as for his glory. God used these people' story for his glory. And we can say that from reading these stories, it gives us hope. Why is that? Because God is the author of our lives. He is. He truly is. He knows what our life is going to be from the beginning to the end. And it reminds me of scripture, Ephesians chapter two, verses 10. And it says, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Whoa. So that gives us the assurance that God is the author of our story and he knows our story from the beginning to the end. <laughs> uh, so I'm truly excited for this series of the Finding Moment series. And I want to introduce this series to one of my favorite characters from the Bible, David. David, a shepherd boy who was called to be the next king of Israel. And today, we will examine the series of events leading from the battle between David and Goliath. The title of this episode is the Finding Moment series when God prepares you to level up. Again, the title Of today's message is defining moment series. When God prepares you to level up, when we look into the series of events leading to David versus Goliath, God prepared David privately, privately for that particular moment. And we will examine some of the key points, some of the the, the series of events leading to this defining moment. And I would hope that it would be insightful and edifying for you. Uh, See, we live, as we live and as we go by our day-to-day lives, we constantly ask questions like, what does God have in store for me in this season? And the essence of that question is advancement, growth. What does God have for me in terms of my career development What does God have in store for me in my finances? What does God have in store for me in terms of walking in my calling? What does God have in store for me in building a family and getting married? So we constantly ask questions that pertains to our future and our growth, right? And these questions are valid. And I think, as we mentioned before, that God is the author of our story. He truly is. He knows our story from the beginning and end. And that gives us the assurance to not worry, not worry much, uh, but rather to have hope and faith in Jesus Christ that even through the challenges, the afflictions, the uncertainties of life, that he already has a plan for us. He truly does. So let's get back to... The main topic, the bread and butter of today's discussion. So, as I mentioned before, we will examine the series of events leading to David versus Goliath. And I advise you to have your Bibles ready. We're going to read from 1 Samuel chapters 16 and 17. If you do not have a physical Bible, that is okay. We can have the reference scriptures. On the video right here, so you will see it at some point in the video, so you can just follow through on what we are reading. So, let's get into the Word of God. Before we do that, I just want to take a moment and pray. <clears throat> so, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, mercy, and grace. Thank you for providing this very opportunity uh, for me uh, to speak behind uh, this microphone to share and minister the Word of God. Uh, thank you for for sharing. And um, sharing this very um, opportunity of this Defining moment series as we examine these accounts from the people that you used in the Bible uh, to glorify your beautiful and marvelous plans. We prepare our hearts and minds in this time. And we say this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. So let's get into the word. First Samuel chapter 16. Verse six to seven. So let's set the scene. Samuel, a prophet from Ramna, is called by God to anoint the new king of Israel. So if you follow the book of first Samuel, Saul was the first king of Israel, but God rejected him due to his disobedience. And he had a, he had a pride. He had a, a bad pride ego about him, right? And, you know, I would love to get into detail uh, some of the, the series of events <laughs> of why Saul was rejected as king. I would love to do that, um, but I would love to uh, truly stay um, to uh, the main discussion Right, the main discussion, the series of events leading to, <laughs> leading to the battle between David versus Goliath. So I advise you, um, if you are interested in reading uh, the first, uh, why Saul was rejected as king, um, you may want to re- refer to chapters ch- 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 chapters 13. 13 to 15 okay so it gives us uh insight on why Saul was was rejected as king the series of events all right so anyways let's go to first Samuel chapter 16 um, verses 6 to 7 so this is where Samuel visits the house of Jesse to anoint the next king of Israel and he sees Elab who is the oldest the eldest. Child of Jesse, and he was ready to anoint Elab. However, God said, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the hearts. So this brings me to key point number one: the Lord is concerned with your inner disposition and character. I'm going to say it again. The Lord is concerned with your inner disposition and character. This is very important to note because as we continue to read the stories, the series of events, we will find out how God morphed and shaped David's character when he was a shepherd boy and how much he got out of it In that season of being a shepherd, you will definitely find out. But let's just take a moment and focus on character. So I believe that character is the muscle fiber of your faith, which indicates your faithfulness to God and his word. Your character reflects on whether you bear fruit or not and whether you can endure storms in your life. Think of character as virtues right, or characteristics, rather, um, for appropriate Christian living, you can find that all throughout the epistles on what is it like to uphold good character and good virtues, right, Um, and for those who are wondering, how do you develop your character, you know, people would say, oh, you just can go on a training, or you can read some self-improvement book, Right. But the number one source on building your character is God's word. I'm going to say it again. The number one source of building your character is God's word. So you have to be in the word of God. You have to read the word of God. Because when we read the word of God, it, excuse me one second. Excuse me. When you read the word of God, What you will find out is that God reveals himself in scripture, who he is and also what he is attempting to prune out of you, what he's attempting to uproot out of you. So when we read scriptures, right, when we read God's word, what we're doing is we're in this process of transformation, the word of God will transform the way you think and your heart. So that's very important to be in the word of God, to meditate on his word, to really study his word. I'm not, I'm not telling you to be like a, a theologian right, or hold a doctorate degree, but rather to step into his presence and read his word and learn about who he is and what he is revealing something to you. See, God also builds our character through our everyday interactions. Just think about it. Our jobs, our relationships, um, and the very everyday, day-to-day tasks, God is building our character. And as a believer, we're called to put off the old and put on the new man, to be sanctified, to be made holy, And we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. But here's the beautiful thing. We cannot do it alone. We constantly need help from God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit to build our character. That's very important. We're constantly in training ground to be sanctified, to be like Christ. So when we wake up every day, we have to get into God's word. We have to ask questions and pray and say, Lord, I know that you're doing a good work in me. I know I'm in this process of sanctification to be like you, more like you. Help me, reveal to me what you are pruning out out of me so I can be made holy. See, that's very important because if we have that mindset each day, You will see that the way you think will change. Your motives will change. Your heart posture, your reverence to God will change. How you operate your day-to-day life will change. You will be transformed. So it's very important, truly very important that you, excuse me, you get into the word of God because that's how you build your character. Truly, so let's continue with the story. So Samuel goes down the line of Jesse's sons, and he said, The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are all are these all the sons you have? So Jesse said, Oh, there's the youngest. He is tending the sheep. And now God indicated. Samuel, that this little shepherd boy David would be the next king of Israel, and Samuel anoints David in the presence of his brothers and his father. Immediately, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully on God uh, on on David. Excuse me, came powerfully on David. Subsequently, the spirit of the Lord departs from Saul, and he experiences torment. So. Saul asked his attendants this question, find me someone who plays, um, plays well and bring him to me, um, the liar, right? He was asking his attendants to find somebody who plays the liar very well. So one of his attendants says, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the liar He is a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is a fine-looking man, and the Lord is with him. Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat, and sent them with his son David to Saul. So we were we are in verse 19. Sorry, I I was supposed to <laughs> I was supposed to indicate that to you. So now we're gonna go to verse nine. We were in verse 19 and 20. So now we're gonna be in verse 21. And it says, David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul liked him very much, and David became one of his armor bearers. See? There's a lot to unpack what just happened just now. See, Saul was experiencing torment and he wanted somebody who plays the liar and plays it well. And one of the servants says, oh, the son of Jesse of Bethlehem, he plays the liar well. He's a fine looking man, a brave warrior. He speaks well and the Lord is with him. You see, the servants knew that David was anointed a gifted musician, and a brave young man. And this is very subtle now. The servants may not know David, but they know of him because of what? His character. See, God was preparing David in private to play the lyre very well, to be a shepherd, and to shepherd or lead the sheep very well see that's very subtle see when you are faithful to the everyday task that god has given you the doors will be open the window of opportunities will be open see faithfulness will gives us will give us so many open doors because you are faithful you are known for what you faithfully do So the question that I ask you is, what everyday tasks that God is telling you to steward and to steward very well? God is telling you to build certain skill sets, to obtain particular insights and knowledge, to get better at the craft that he wants you to, to work towards for his glory. So what are the everyday assignments that God is telling you to steward? What are the everyday assignments that God is telling you that these are the skill sets now to place you in a position to level up? Ooh. (laughs) Ah, man, I love the word of God. This is good. This is good. This is good. So we're transitioning to chapter 17 now, and this is where the Philistines and the Israelites, they... They're preparing for their thousandth battle, right? If you read the the book of First Samuel, even dating back to um, previous books, the Philistines and the Israelites they had history. They they just they were constantly at war against each other, like it, it, like the millionth time, right? So, during this particular time, there's this champion. His name is Goliath. He weighed about three hundred pounds, standing nearly seven feet, decked out with heavy heavy armory, and he challenges the Israelite army, to bring one of his men, one of their men, to fight Goliath. And if the challenger loses against Goliath, the Philistines would be subject to the Israelites. But if Goliath loses by the challenger, the Israelites excuse me, the Philistines would be subject to, <laughs> subjected to the Israelites. And what we notice here is that even Saul and the entire army were afraid. So 40 days elapsed, not a single person was willing to step up the challenge. And I just want us to go back just a little bit. As we mentioned before in 1 Samuel chapter 16 verses 21, when David became Saul's Armor bearer, one of his armor bearer. Notice here, I did mention, and we we know this, that David became king of Israel. He was anointed as king. But wait a minute. In this particular moment of the story, he was not king. So there's a lot to unpack here. You see, sometimes when God gives us a plan, he doesn't give us the ultimate plan immediately, just like that. You would have to make a pit stop. (laughs) That pit stop, that pit stop, what it is in essence, is a series of steps, right? To continue to develop your skill set. And check this out, not only to develop your skill sets, but also proximity, proximity. You see, David would not have known the battle between the Israelites and the Philistines, he would not have known about the challenge if he wasn't an armor bearer. (laughs) So how many of us in our lives, we can look at our lives today and we say, "Ah, I'm in the same position in my job. I, I really want to advance. But what God is doing in that season That season in your life is developing the skill sets to handle the challenges, to be prepared for what's ahead. And most importantly, proximity. The opportunity is coming closer each and every single day. You would have to just continue to be faithful in your everyday task. You have to make use of this opportunity to glorify God You're just one step away. You're one step away. (laughs) You're one step away. David was one step away to become king, but in order for him to become king, he he had to be an armor bearer. He had to be. He had to be because guess what? He was in close proximity of what's been going on. Oh my lord! I love the Word of God. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's let's continue. Let's just continue. <laughs> First Samuel chapter seventeen verses um, verses twelve to thirteen. This is where essentially uh, Jesse um, calls David to bring bread and cheese for the Israelite army the next day. Right. So David. Delegates a shepherd uh, to take care of sheep, and he serves bread and cheese to the Israelite army. And guess what? Remember when I told you about proximation? David. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! David overhears the challenge of Goliath. Whoa. <laughs> He overhears the challenge and he inquires what is going on. And notice here, this is very subtle. We're going to go to, we're going to go to chapter 17, verses 25. So he inquires the Israelite army about what's going on. And one of the men said, Oh, excuse me, let's continue reading um, verse 25. Now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keep coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king, watch this now, the king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. The king, as in Saul, will give great wealth to the man who kills Goliath. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes. Whoa, let's take a moment and pause right there. That is essentially an incentive. You see, Saul and the Israelite army have lost so much hope in God that they established, issued an incentive to address the matters. But this is what David did. David said, That um, this battle, this battle is for the Lord. It's for the Lord. So what he did um, is um, he shared his motives to the Israelite army and says, this is for the glory of God. This is his battle. You see, when we are preparing to level up, uh, you have to check your motives. You have to. Because your motives... um, essentially will give you a distinction on the things that you do, whether it is to glorify God or not, or feed into your selfish desires. So let's talk about motives for a moment. God examines not only your character, but also your motives. Everything that we do and think has a motive attached to it. And there's some scriptures that provides this that supports this all a person's ways seem pure to him but motives are weighed by the lord you ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures james chapter 4 verses 3 you will be surprised that we have ulterior motives for the things we ask or do and you may not recognize them The army of Israel lost focus in the midst of facing opposition. Their resort to addressing the matter is incentive. So what happens when we take God out of the picture from what we're trying to do? Confusion ensues, loss of of direction ensues, and stagnation ensues. As you are waiting to level up, you must check your motives. Because when God is out of the picture... What you are doing will never bear fruit. John 15 verses five says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm loving the word of God. I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. So David Again, back to motives, he said that this battle is for the Lord and he decides to step up to the challenge. You see, this is very beautiful because he had such a deep, phenomenal reverence and reliance on God that he said, this is the Lord's battle, not my battle. Not my battle, but the Lord's battle. So let's continue to let's scroll, let's scroll, let's, let's let's continue to go down. Um, so David accepts the challenge, and Saul was surprised. He was like, "You're not able to go against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man, and he's been a warrior from his youth. But David said this, Remember, I told you, if you are faithful to your everyday task, look how much. You get out of it when God prepares you in private. Look what it says. Look what David says in verse 34, chapter 17 of 1 Samuel. Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both both the lion and bear, this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from this hand of this Philistine. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> You see right there when God prepares you in private, when he prepares you, he establishes skill sets in the character. He develops and morphs your character to become established in your ways. And this is very beautiful because David recalls, he recalls on what has God rescued him from? So I ask you that you have to take a moment and give thanks to the Lord and what He has done, what He has brought you out, what He has developed in you in this time. because the very growing pains that you are experiencing, it will not be of waste. But it's for the purposes to prepare for the next opportunity in your life. So there is purpose in pain, there's purpose in facing challenges, there's just purpose in developing your skill sets, being faithful to the everyday task and what the work of the Lord is doing in you. There's so much to unpack in this story, I'm loving this defining moment story, I'm loving it, I'm loving this defining moment series, I'm loving it, do you see, that when we examine these main points, right here, does this apply to you, I would hope so, (laughs) let's continue on this story, let's just continue, let's continue, (laughs) oh my goodness, so, so, so Saul was like, okay, Fine, may the Lord be with you. So Saul decides to equip David with his armor and a sword. And David said something that was so profound. He said, and this is in, this is in verse 39. It says, I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them so he took them off. Let's continue. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, and put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag with his sling in his hand approaching the Philistine, approaching Goliath. This is very profound. He said that he cannot equip the armor and sword that Saul gave him because he's not used to them. So this brings me to the final point. When God prepares you to level up, be faithful to the tools that God has given you. You see, when David was a shepherd, he most likely did not kill a lion and bear or any animal who tried to harm his sheep with a sword. He did not. Usually a shepherd would carry his staff and a sling. This was a weapon of choice of most shepherds. And this is a weapon of choice that David most likely used. You have to be faithful in the tools that God has given you. Because when you are faithful in the tools, you have a strong grasp of the fundamentals. You see that everybody wants the glitz and glare. Everybody wants the latest and newest technology. But what that hinders us from is truly learning the fundamentals. It's truly learning the appreciation of, of 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 the things and the resources that God has given you. So when God has given you certain resources and tools, you have to be faithful in using them in reaching proficiency. I'm gonna say it again: you have to use the resources and tools that God have given you that God has given you so that you can reach proficiency. And David indeed reached proficiency with a rock and sling. So when it was time to meet Goliath at the battle line, David quickly grabs his rock and sling and he strikes it in Goliath's head, killing him, killing him. And that is the end of the battle between David versus Goliath. In conclusion, David, this shepherd boy, who was given an opportunity to become next king of Israel, this was a time where God prepared David for this opportunity. David was faithful as a musician. He was faithful as a shepherd. And he was given an opportunity to be in close proximity of the ultimate plan that God, planned, established, set apart for David. So I ask you in this time that if you are reaching and you're experiencing a level of uncertainty and you're constantly asking questions such as, what does God have in store for me? What does he have in store for me? What is my next career opportunity? When I'm going to grow my finances? When I'm going to be married? When is my next defining moment? I challenge you in this time to just live, appreciate every day, because every day presents an opportunity to grow. Continue to get yourself in God's presence, to study and read the Word of God. Examine the everyday task that God is telling you to steward and to steward well. He examines these things because When he examines these things, he's telling you if you're prepared or not, if you're ready for it or not. And we can say that, yes, God can give us more than what we can handle. But the most important part of this in the preparation is not by your hands, your intellect, but it's a reliance on God given him praise on what he has brought you out of just like david david relied he relied on god he claimed that the battle was of the lords when he was experiencing doubt from saul david recalled how david how god rescued him from the paw of the lion and bear god prepared David to level up, and in that, due to the results of the battle between him and Goliath, he wins the hearts of Israel, and he is the next king of Israel. What a beautiful story. If you're enjoying the Defining Moment series so far, make sure you share your feedback, your thoughts you like. This video, if you're new to the Good Steward Podcast, I advise you to follow the platform on our streaming platforms on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. I also advise you um, to follow my social media pages, whether it's my personal on Instagram or the Good Steward Podcast Instagram page for updates and clips and um, to share your thoughts on the previous episode. So I just want to say thank you for tuning in. May the Lord bless you. He is preparing for you. He is preparing you to level up. To God be the glory.